Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. I am Greg Littmer. I'm one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And my friends, you know, whenever people are determined to live in sin, when they fill to the brim the cup of sin with ungodliness, then God will give them over to sin. He will allow such individuals to follow their chosen course unhindered. Over and over in the Word of God, this truth is shown. As we look at Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 7, we see that God essentially gave up the people of Noah's generation because of their wickedness. Those verses tell us, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repents me that I have made them. Later still in Genesis chapters 18 and 19, we find that God gave up the people of Sodom and Gomorrah because not even ten righteous people could be found in them. In Genesis chapter 18 verses 20 and 21 we find, And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which has come unto me, and if not, I will know. The cry of those cities was altogether ungodly, immoral, and corrupt. But as we turn in our Bibles to Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 32, we find the most graphic description of depravity and why men degenerate to it. In verses 24, 26, and 28 we find, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. Also for this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Why do men degenerate into such a deplorable state of unrighteousness, and why did God give them up to it? The answer to those questions provide a study of faith and morality that is particularly pertinent in a time such as ours, in an age and in a society that daily sinks further and further into the depths of perversion, immorality, and a disgusting disregard for God and all things good. People degenerate, my friends, when they trust in the wisdom of man rather than in the wisdom of God. In Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 20, we are told the following, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who hold the truth and unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. 
For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. If man would simply exercise the sense that he was born with, he could know certain things of God just by looking around him, by looking at the things that are made. In other words, by simply looking at God's marvelous creation. But Paul continues on in verses 21 and 22, and he says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. This problem has plagued mankind from the beginning. There is no one so foolish as the one who thinks he knows it all. Today, in our age of humanism, we are being told that all things begin and end with man, that the answers to all questions and problems lie within man himself. And so, not willing to be guided by the Lord God, man tries to guide himself. And you know what? He cannot. True wisdom and the ability to lead one's life to its full potential in righteousness is based upon knowledge of God. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, we are told, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Leave God out of the picture, and man flounders and degenerates into just such a state as our world is in now, from the very highest levels of government right on down. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Paul also told us that by the world, by wisdom, knew not God. When men trust in their own ability to guide themselves, they will perish. Oh, the great intellectuals of our time. We are warned in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 20, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called. Yes, higher education has its place. And science has its place. But they can never reveal God nor his will for man. God reveals himself through his word. And when men reject his word, degenerating into little more than debased animals, God will give them up. Man degenerates when he exchanges the truth for a lie. Looking once again at Romans chapter 1, this time verses 24 and 25, Paul wrote, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Can you think of any other time in history when more emphasis was placed upon man, the creature, than God, the Creator, than right now? Our society is exchanging the truth of God for a lie. Lies will not save, no matter how sincerely believed and acted upon. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, in John chapter 8, verse 32. Then in his prayer to his Father, in John 17, verse 17, Jesus said, thy word is truth. There is nothing else that will purify Nothing else that will reverse the tide of degeneracy. 
Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, the following, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. God gave up those in Romans chapter 1 because they rejected his truth and accepted lies. And he will give up those today who do the same. The story is told in 1 Kings chapter 13 of a young prophet of God who believed a lie. This man was sincere, devoted to God, and seemed determined in every deed to please God. But he believed a lie, acted on that lie, and was slain. Let me tell you something. The warning has been given. It is applicable to our age as to all ages. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 and through 12 tells us, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. People with no love for the truth will find plenty of lies to believe and to follow, and God will give them up when they do. Man degenerates when he enters into sexual immorality and perversion. God is the author of marriage, and he has planned sexual relationships to be honored within its confines. The Hebrew writer tells us marriage is honorable in all, in the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. That's Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. When two people are joined together as a husband and wife, our Lord said, What God has joined together, let not man put asunder. But in the Gentile world of that time, sexual immorality was a way of life and socially acceptable. Well, what is it today? A way of life and socially acceptable. I don't care what man accepts. Just because man accepts it does not mean that it pleases God. And so, back in Romans chapter 1, when these people rejected God, just as our society has done today, look at verses 26 and 27. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their heir which was meet. What a terrible picture! But the depravity of homosexuality, as described in God's Word, is being thrust upon us through TV talk shows, newspapers, magazines, and even our government as an acceptable alternate form of sexual orientation. If God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for the sin of homosexuality, what makes anyone foolish enough to believe that it pleases him now? It is sin. It has never been anything but sin. And it never will be anything other than sin. And I don't care if that is politically correct to say or not. The problem arises when men reject God's word as authority for their lives. They then make their own desires the standard of morality. 
God gave them up over 1900 years ago and he still does. Man degenerates when he refuses to have God in his knowledge. It is through the knowledge of the truth and obedience to it that we are made free from the terrible bondage of sin. And through the knowledge of God and Christ, every spiritual blessing is given. Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 the following, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are, are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. My friends, today men speak a great deal about the grace of God, and rightfully so. But notice what Paul wrote in Titus 2, 11 and 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Even the grace of God cannot be separated from the knowledge of God. God does not bless or overlook ignorance. As we look to the Word of God as the guide for our lives, we must recognize that our lives are to be shaped and molded by it. James speaks of it as a mirror revealing to us what we are and what we should be. But when people refuse to retain God in their knowledge, instead of becoming like Him, they degenerate. The basis animal lusts become the rule of life, and God gives them up. Look at Romans chapter 1, verses 28 through 32. It reads like the metro pages of the Cincinnati Enquirer, or maybe the advertisement page for movies showing in town. Paul wrote these words, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. My friends, the answer to immorality now is the same as it was 1900 years ago. The Word of God. If we reject God, we will be rejected. And if we ignore His Word, His will, His morality, we will reduce ourselves to moral bankruptcy. And when that happens, God will give us up. Who knows that he has not already done that to our immoral, leaderless, godless society. The only hope for any immoral society is to turn to God. Look to him. Be guided by his word. Let him decide what is moral and what is right. There truly is no choice if we seek to please him and live with him eternally. Thank you very much for listening today.